From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome. Welcome, welcome to year number two of In Black and Right. Today we celebrate our first anniversary uh, as being here in our new studios in Florida. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been gone for about the last couple of weeks and I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas and their New Year's. And we're starting out today with a big, huge bang. Today, in D.C., it is little after 12 noon, and the votes are going to start in the battle to see if Kevin McCarthy can become Speaker. Now, there are so many little sort of nuances and little sidebars that I don't even want to get into right now because I want to start with something um, much more important, to be perfectly honest. Now, if anybody saw last night's Monday Night Football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, you saw something that was shocking and incredibly, incredibly rare. And it's moments like that what happened with Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin that really puts not just the game of football but life in perspective and I mean and I've been a big football fan for many many years but when I heard about that happening I thought oh my gosh this is just wild I mean DeMar Hamlin uh, safety uh, with the Bills, 24 years old, uh, an athlete in pretty doggone good shape if you're going to play NFL-level football, that's for sure. And yet, he literally drops dead on a football field in front of a national TV audience. That's wild to me. I mean, it's sad. And yes, Bills players, Bengals players, gathering in a circle to just to pray for the young man. And that was right and good. And the, the crowd at the stadium in shock. Totally understandable. It was pretty wild to, uh, to hear about that. And yes, the NFL suspended the game. Uh, not exactly sure as to how they're going to make that game up, but that's up to the league. But what I found really annoying was when people like people like Charlie Kirk and others, and I thought the same thing when I started asking, how does a 24-year-old young athlete in pretty darn good shape drop dead on a football field? That blows my mind. That absolutely blows my mind. And yes, I immediately started thinking, could this be vaccine related? Because you got to remember, folks, the NFL required all teams and all players to be vaccinated. Now, yes, 
Aaron Rodgers was a very notable exception, and there were a few that just didn't want to go down that road, and I understand that, but to actually mention it as a very fair and legitimate possibility, and all the Vax freakazoids just went all nuts over uh, on Charlie Kirk, and he probably would go after me too. I, I don't care. But because of that policy, you have to take it into consideration. You have to. Because if you don't, you're just basically, you know, you're a vaccine injury denier. You know, you have all the, you know, you have all the vax freaks out there. Some who are anti-vax. You know, the, I mean, the whole little name-calling bit. Well, folks... Now that you've seen this, and I don't know how many millions of people were watching the game because it was going to be a good one. I was looking forward to it because they were both vying for uh, positions in the playoffs and they're both Super Bowl contenders. But all that just went out the window with the literally, you know, DeMar Hamlin just dropping dead. Now, fortunately... There were there was an ambulance. There were medical emergency medical personnel there to attend him immediately, which is nice. And they got him. Uh, apparently, they got him resuscitated to a degree. But he is in a Cincinnati hospital as we speak, fighting for his life. He is in critical condition uh, as of uh, this episode today. And yes, my prayers go out to. Damar Hamlin and his family for the Buffalo Bills and for just for football fans everywhere and, I'm, and I just add my prayers to theirs uh, because this is this is not something that should happen to a young man at the prime of his life who's in great health and in top shape you know it's just not now I know like I said, I'm going to get probably some people who are going to be upset with me over this. And that's okay. I don't care. But it has to be put out there. It has to be. It's only fair and legitimate given what we know about the vaccine and what it does to young men from about 18 to about 30, maybe 35. You know, athletes dying suddenly, dropping dead all over the globe. So yeah, if this is a vaccine-related problem, myocarditis and whatever, yeah, it, it should be examined. And, and I pray that he does recover, but if young Mr. Hamlin does pass away, there needs to be a serious fine-tooth comb autopsy. And I don't want to talk like that. I really don't. But this is something that you have to take into consideration. You just have to. Because if you don't, it, it's, it's a disservice. I mean, we've already got the Twitter files and Elon Musk promising that when he releases the Fauci files, this is going to end Fauci's career. Now, apparently, whatever beef that Elon Musk has with Fauci, 
it's pretty much shared by a lot of people because all the Fauci, all the Fauci freaks, of which there aren't that many, you know, pushing forth the lie. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous, but it's okay. We're just going to keep doing this, and we're going to have to just see what happens uh, with Fauci because even though he is officially quote unquote retired, there are all kinds of people who are willing to just give him all kinds of you know all kinds of deals maybe a book deal or whatever but uh i'd rather save your money for your lawyers dr fauci i really would because you're going to need them more than you could possibly imagine so but with that you know it kind of segues into right now it is 12 12 p.m. in D.C. and right now the vote is going on for a speaker. Kevin McCarthy has been working the whole the whole Republican caucus uh, and, co and conference for days. Now he doesn't have I don't believe he has the votes on the first round and of course the snarky social uh, corporate media are talking about these oh, the small right wing rebellion it's like no people no the grassroots whether you like it or not they're pissed they're thoroughly pissed off and if McCarthy can't come up and deliver on his commitment to America which he made a big deal about uh yeah there are going to be those hardcore no's and I think there's at least a dozen of them that I know of maybe even more now of course there's been all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes uh, with the Freedom Caucus oh yeah that that's pretty weird uh, let's see uh, yeah okay now here's a story uh, the House Freedom Caucus says that McCarthy the, the, the chair of the caucus says that McCarthy declined his members' demands ahead of the speaker vote. This is a story, just the news, and Scott Perry, who is the chair of the Freedom Caucus, uh, just said no. I mean, he refused. There were, he, the Freedom Caucus had a list of things that they wanted. They had their demands. And, uh, apparently, McCarthy wasn't okay with it. He wasn't okay with it. So, yeah, all right, fine. So now, we've got, it's going to get, uh, it, I shouldn't say it's going to get ugly. No, 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 no. It's already ugly. It's already ugly right now. You I mean, you've got people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Matt Gates, Lowen Borbert, they're going after each other uh, in a way. Uh, Newt Gingrich on Fox, I mean, criticizing these Republicans who are opposing McCarthy. I said, I have tremendous respect for uh, Speaker Gingrich, but sir, sit down, sit this one out. Because frankly, McCarthy and his past record he brought it on himself. 
He brought it on himself. And the American people are tired of this. I mean, they're tired of supposed Republicans. I mean, they did pay attention to the omnibus bill. 18, 18 Republicans in the Senate voted for that monstrosity. And on my website, in blackandright.net, I have a special page called the Rhino Reprobates. And I have put all of the pictures of those 18 Republicans, supposed Republicans, and I want people to see that because it it's to remind them that just because they have an RNF to their name doesn't mean squat. They are willing to vote for things that are against the interests of the American people. The Ameri I'm, there's a majority of Americans who don't want to give another dime to the Ukraine. All, all attempts to audit where the money's going have been blocked by the Uniparty. Party. This is ridiculous. People are pissed. I mean, good grief. You want to talk about an, um, an economy that's messed up? The S&P 500 in 2022 had the worst performance year since 2008, which resulted in 8.2 trillion, that's with a TR, trillion dollars in lost wealth. That's reality. This is what this spending bill is going to do. It's going to make an already bad situation even worse. I don't even know what's going to happen with the NASDAQ and the Dow, but when you lose $8.2 trillion in wealth just on the S&P 500, yeesh, I'd be, I'd be dang nervous too. You've got big companies that are laying off people already, and this was before the end of the year. So yeah, I mean, not too many people are going to be thrilled about 2023 in regards to the economy. They're not. And now, this is, and what does this have to do with the McCarthy vote? Very simple. Because McCarthy is a swamp creature. He is a creature of the DC swamp and has been for a long time. Now he can talk about being a quote unquote leader, even though he was in the minority. And I don't even want to get into Paul Ryan when his speakership, I mean, he's now on the board of News Corp, which happens to be the parent company of Fox News Channel, as well as the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. And now here's Gingrich coming out criticizing uh, the people who are opposing McCarthy, that they're psychotic, that they're mental, whatever. I said, mm-mm, sorry, Mr. Speaker. They have points, some legitimate points. And, and I'm surprised, you know, when I hear people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she's apparently fighting hard for McCarthy, and, and I'm just kind of going, hmm, uh, somehow something inside of me just kind of goes, huh? I mean, really, I'm, 
I'm not looking forward really to this year because yeah, the hype is there. They're promising all kinds of investigations, oversight, and so forth. But really, I want to see what happens when it comes to spending. Now, with those 18 rhinos in the Senate who really screwed it up uh, for the spending bill, there's only one real method, one real weapon left in the Republicans' arsenal to deal with this stupid bill, and that's the debt ceiling. Because none of this stuff, or at least a big chunk of that omnibus bill, is un it's unfunded. They have to borrow the money to pay for it, and that means raising the debt ceiling. Now, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the real test, because they didn't stop it in the Senate, thanks a lot, Mitch McConnell, and now you're going to have to find a House Speaker who's got steel in their spine and stones of iron to say, wait a minute, no, we're not going to, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling. You're, this is unfunded stuff. Now it's either you just don't do it, you know, I mean, even though it's like, yeah, it's been passed, it's been signed. I mean, oh, and the, the dang bill had to be flown down to the U.S. Virgin Islands where Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden, the chief enabler of elder abuse, are there vacationing while people were literally dying, literally dying in the West, uh, in the Great Lakes region, in Western New York, mostly in Buff the Buffalo area. Oh my gosh, this is just messed up. This is truly, truly, truly messed up. I mean, he's clueless, clueless Joe out there just enjoying some billionaire, uh, some billionaire's house, you know, who probably uh, is a major Democrat donor, or sorry, Democrat donor. Um, that's not really the problem. It's just, you want to talk about out of touch? That, that to me just was just a slap in the face again by Clueless Joe again and all of that. So, uh, oh yeah. So here's, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm kind of at the same time, I'm seeing some of the, uh, seeing some, uh, some of the news, some, some footage, but yeah. Now, okay, there's, uh, Mitch, McC Mitch, the son of a <clears throat> McConnell. That's my new nickname for him because I think you can, uh, fill in the blank there but I am trying to keep this as a family program but I'm not going to lie either like I'm not going to hold back my feelings now depending upon what happens with this whole vote for the Speaker of the House an equally important vote is going to come later in 24 days and that is the RNC convention they're going to have it out in some fancy schmancy uh, resort out in California, of all places. I'm like, California, the least red state out there. 
and you're going to spend all this money on some fancy resort for this uh, meeting? Yeah, thank you, Ronald McDaniel. That doesn't exactly help your position. I mean, heck, come to Florida. You know, we've got plenty of nice resorts, and you've got probably the reddest state, one of the reddest states in the country. But never mind, that's neither here nor there. But even here in the state of Florida, and I've been picking up news about this for days, the, these new elections for GOP chairs in various states, like Ohio's got a big one coming, Florida's going to have another one, is going to have their own, but apparently in Florida, the current chair apparently put the vote back uh, the meeting back until after the uh, RNC convention because apparently the current state chair of the Florida GOP is a supporter of Ronna McDaniel and the two people who are uh, running for the state chair are in are endorsing Harmeet Dillon so Apparently, this did not go over well with many Florida elected officials, and many of them being Republican. Um, DeSantis hasn't really said anything, but today he's being inaugurated in Tallahassee. Yay. But the Florida, the Florida GOP has got some problems, and they need to fix them quick because... There's a whole lot of stuff going on, not just with the Kevin McCarthy and being speaker, but Ronna McDaniel trying to stay as RNC chair when there's a very clear and clarion call from many state GOPs. No, thank you. New leadership, please. We're tired of losing. And the donors are tired of giving to a losing cause. And of course, there's been the huge story, the expose about spending. What has the RNC spent their money on? And a lot of that's been mismanaged. So a lot of these donors are kind of going, ah, no, we need new leadership because we're not going to throw our money away anymore. And they frankly, figuratively and literally, may not be able to afford it. And it's also an insult to the grassroots. How many just, you know, grandmas digging into their pocketbooks and giving like five or ten dollars to a candidate that they really can't afford to do, but they did it anyway. Or the grassroots who, people who, I mean, knocked on doors, registered voters, did everything they could to help the GOP and you slapped them in the face. I've really gotten to a point now where I've seen so much condescension, sort of an elitism. And DC, it's the worst. I mean, how many of these supposed Republicans, I mean, I looked at the 18 senators, 18 of them, and a lot of them were from red states. Both senators from South Dakota voted for this crap. Same with Arkansas, Cotton and Boozman. Uh, South Dakota was Thune and Rounds. Cornyn down in Texas, oh God. Ooh, 
Wake up. It's time to wake up, Lone Star State. This man doesn't care. I mean, states, Vicker, Mississippi? Now, that's about, that's pretty red. Shelby, Alabama, he was retiring anyway, so he really didn't care. And, and others, uh, Rob Portman of Ohio, he voted for it, but now he's out and J.D. Vance is in. Thank God for that. Shelby's out. Now you've got Katie Britt from Alabama. She's in there. Uh, Inhofe of Oklahoma. He's retired and gone. And now you've got Mark Wayne Mullen is the new senator. Roy Blunt from Missouri. He's out. He's retired. And so you've got now Eric Schmidt, the former attorney general of Missouri. Now he's in as senator. So yeah, I mean, a lot of these old dinosaurs who were going out anyway, they just said, you know, one last hurrah and a screw you to the uh, grassroots. Because who do you think is going to pay for all this nonsense? Us. The American people. We're having to take our tax money and let these yahoos go on a spending spree in the middle of a recession? I mean, this is... I mean, it's not just crazy. It's just plain evil. Demonic, even. To do something like this and essentially because they don't they don't care the swamp the, the there are a lot of republicans in the swamp who do not care about the grassroots they don't never have and never will and so they're just going to go all you know just go about their merry way and fight the will of their constituents now these red states like arkansas who just got sarah sanders as their new governor, and I think she'll do a fantastic job. Christy Nome got reelected in South Dakota. I'm like, governors, please, what's up with this? They're, they're basically, your senators are fighting against the best interests of your constituents. And since these are statewide offices, hello, you can say something. This is ridiculous to let this go on. It's really ridiculous. And I know myself, I have committed for this year, that as we're starting our second year, I'm committing to you, I will do whatever I can with your support and your help to let you know what's really going on. And that I promise you, I will work hard. I will probably burn the midnight oil on occasion, go to where a lot of this is going on. Because I said last year, and I said it all throughout the year, that your voices need to be heard. And I thought 2022 was going to be that year. But little did I realize that my voice and your voices were going to be ignored in a lot of in a lot of parts of the country. I mean, you voted for Republicans. I mean, Florida was really the only place that had a a true red wave. And now, I mean, yeah, but we're still not out of the we're still not out of the blue because there are still Rhino Republicans even in a state like Florida which is very red, very conservative, and yes, we've got 
Ron DeSantis for four more years. But yeah, we, we have to really decide and be very discerning. When we hear people like McCarthy or frankly any Republican candidate or what have you, do some due diligence. If they say one thing, but their record shows another, uh, call them on it. Call them on it. They need to be held to account, not just, you know, Biden and his band of uh, useful idiots for Satan, but you, you got to do it for Republicans too, because the Uniparty is more dangerous than just the Marxist, way out and left field communist Democrats. They, the Uniparty is much more dangerous. Because when Democrats and Republicrats get together, bad things happen in the name of quote-unquote bipartisanship. What was so bipartisan about that omnibus bill that screws over so many American working people? Hmm? I mean, y'all screwed the pooch so bad dog breeders are in tears. No. No and no. That is not what I'm going to be putting up with this year. I'm making the commitment, whether it's Republican, Republicrats, Democrats, I don't care. I'm going to work to save my country and make myself more available to get the message out. To stand up for what needs to be stood up for. Standing up for what's right might not be popular, but hey, not worried about popularity. Never have been, and I never will be. So, by the grace of Almighty God, I'm going to be making myself more available. I mean, I will speak. I'm writing a book this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot that I will be doing, but I don't want to just simply do something for the sake of doing something. That's just not right. It's, it's just not right. And so, as... Year number two starts uh, here on In Black and Right. Uh, we've made some changes uh, uh, to our website. We're also going to be doing more with our online store. I've got some sales coming up, uh, some new merchandise to be putting out here, hopefully within the next week or so. But for all intents and purposes, I'm going to be everywhere, as many places as I can. We've, uh, we have at least half a dozen uh, free speech uh, social media platforms we're on. We're on Getter. We're on True Social. True Patriot Network. Instagram. Twitter. You know, just to see what's going on and uh, hopefully not get shadow banned, but I, I don't hold my breath on that one. But we're going to be doing more and getting out the word to as many people as possible and with your help, I hope you would just simply encourage folks that you know, uh, send them a link to the website, tell them about the show. We're going to be on, we're on all uh, podcast platforms. So we're looking to grow this year. And I'm willing to do a whole lot more work. <laughs> probably not, my doctor probably wouldn't like it, but eh, can't worry about it. 
because frankly, in black and white, ever since its inception, has always been about doing it for an audience of one and only one. And most of y'all, sadly, don't qualify, but I still love you anyway. So, my friends, as today, we, and yes, check our, um, three, our uh, social media platforms. Uh, I'll, as soon as more information becomes available, uh, we're going to be putting it out about the vote for Kevin McCarthy's speakership and other news. But for right now, I am just happy to be back, happy to get to work. I also will be doing on my, our locals page uh, starting uh, on Monday, uh, January 9th, I'm going to be doing a daily uh, live stream on locals uh, in the in black and white community. So yeah, jo join us there. We're going to be doing it every day. Uh, we've got more interviews on our Rumble page and special commentaries. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more uh, online and on the internet. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be a passion that I love to do. And when you do something you love, you never really work a day in your life, as the saying goes. So for now, my friends, I'm going to say so long. I'm happy to have you along for year two. God bless everybody. Take care of yourselves. And I will see you tomorrow. And as always, patriots come in all colors.